Got two niggas spoiling movies. Yeah. Brand new columns. That's me. And just in brown for your moving needs. Media popcorn. Woo! You haven't seen it? Well, we're gonna spoil it. Spoil it in your face. That's your warning. Uh. So if you get pissed, it's all your fault. Uh. Let's go. What is up, little biscuits and sun-dried tomatoes? This is your boy, Eddie Collins. Guys, and this is Justin Brown. And we are meeting popcorn niggas spoiling movies. And to help us break down the newest entry, entree, into the Spider-Verse universe. Entree. Okay. Is it entree or entry? Entry, nigga. Entry. (laughs) Okay, well, to help us break it down is Tatiana. How you doing? Whoop, whoop. Well, thank you for such a lackluster intro. But, uh... (laughs) It's Tatiana. Yeah, I thought it was gonna be like you know our resident Afro Latina, New York City native. No. Well, I mean, we're all like, why am I on here for this episode? We're all New Yorkers, you know what I mean? Oh Uh, my god, (laughs) Justin, this man got Uh called a native New Yorker in California, and he was like, yes. Yes, I am. The biggest grin from ear to ear. I was like, don't mess with these people. You're not a native New Yorker. It was one of the happiest days of my life. (laughs) Why? Because your wife would never say that to you? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, man. You know what it is. (laughs) You know what's going on. So, like, you're like, this is my only opportunity to be seen as a New Yorker. Only time, bro. It's, uh, yeah, it was a very... It was amazing when you know. Wait, here's a question. Here's a question. Wow. Where, uh, when this happened, was Tati around? When it happened, like you know, what do you mean? Yeah, when somebody called you a native New Yorker. Oh yeah, I was sitting right there, and I just shot this look of like, "Stop it!" You are you gonna correct them? And then he was like, "Yeah, yeah." And then I was like, "So, Brendan, tell me about growing up in Michigan." <laughs> Listen, it's an article, and I got sent some questions. I answered them. It got published. You know. And now I'm a New Yorker, officially. And then that was his rebuttal. Um, uh, But we're not talking about me, everybody. We're talking about Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, the sequel to Spider-Man Into the Mm -hmm. Spider-Verse, written uh, written by Lord and Miller from uh, 21 Jump Street and, uh, you know, a bunch of other incredible stuff. Uh, They did the the after party. Well, they produced that. Um, They did the Lego movie. And it's directed by three directors, Joaquin Dos Santos, Kent Powers, mm-hmm. who also co-directed Soul, even though he didn't get the credit that he deserved on that, and David Callahan. I thought these it was are, Justin Thompson. Yeah, Justin K. Thompson. Oh, Justin K. Thompson, sorry. David Callahan is one of the other writer. writers with a Lord and Miller. Um, yeah, Fen- I mean, these are different directors from the first one. And I guess we should probably start with just initial thoughts on the movie and then before we dig deep into the story. So, Tatiana, what were your thoughts on Across the Spider-Verse? Oh, man, I loved it. I did not want it to end. I I was just like, I was buckled in and ready to go. It definitely pulled on my heartstrings a little bit more than I anticipated, but probably my top three movies of all time. And I, it's not number three, for sure. 
<laughs> Justin? Uh, it was a lot. It was a lot. It was, it, it was, there was a lot to take in. There's a lot that happened in this film. But at the same time, it wasn't too much where I felt lost. Um, it, 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 I think they did a phenomenal job with this. Uh, and, you know, moving forward, you know, with the, the next movie that's going to come down the pike, like there's, there's so much uh, to get into. And like, I'm just excited to see uh, where this goes because like this introduced, you know, something, something that we're not necessarily new to at this point uh, in the fandom. Uh, but like it gave us, they it gave us a different take on it, and and it's just very exciting to see where uh, where we're going next. Yeah, I mean, I gotta echo, I gotta echo both of you um, with Tatiana. This there was a point. The reason why I played that Gwen Stacy store, song at the beginning, and again, uh, that uh, that score and all the music is uh, provided by Daniel Pepperton. He did uh, the the score and like uh, the instrumentals, and then Metro Boomin, who I was never a huge fan of, did the soundtrack. And there's some phenomenal songs to that soundtrack. Um, it's eight minutes in. With the the first thirty minutes are essentially Gwen Stacy's story, and like catching you up on what she's been up to and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And there's a period where that song kicks in, where you know she has that that moment with her dad and like the beautiful watercolors and like the I mean, animation. We'll get into the different animation styles. And that song kicks in, and we see Spider-Gwen going around. And I was just like, this might be one of the best movies I've ever seen. Like, this, like I had so many emotions just from that opening when, you know, the we see what happened to her Peter Parker, where he actually became the lizard because he was yeah. getting bullied and stuff. And I was just like, Jesus Christ. Like, it's only 10 minutes in, and Miles isn't even here. Like, this is so good. Yeah, I know. Well, and, I yeah. think the, the crazy thing about that story is the fact is, you know, in Gwen Stacy's, uh, you know, branch of time, you uh, universe rather, uh, Peter was just her sidekick, like her Ned type deal. Mm-hmm. And he wanted, he wanted to be a hero like her and he chased after it and it turned him into something that he wasn't and it ended up costing him his life. And, and he died in her arms. Like, like that's such a, that story I was just like, oh my God. Like like that 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 was that, that was a that was a heartbreaker because like yeah. everybody has their Uncle Ben their Uncle Ben moment, but like hers the way that the way that went down the way that happened like I don't know why I, it just it just felt a little worse. Dude, I got teary eyed during it, and I I like I didn't say that at the moment because I was like, why the fuck am I getting emotional right now? And I think it's because growing up we always saw Peter Parker, right? And mm-hmm. so to see Peter Parker not only like kind of become a villain by turning into the lizard and stuff like that, but then to see Gwen who clearly is a loner, you know, and they have that, that beautiful um, uh, song. Um, I'm blanking on the name right now. So- Self love. And then, you know, that beat. And then when Peter dies and he's like, you know, he knows that she was spider Gwen and he's like, I just want to be like you. I want to be special like you. And then he died. And I was just like, Pfft. and we, like I said, we had to go to the bio shit, which is even more emotional. And yeah. So I, man, I just I gotta step back because otherwise I'm just gonna I'm just gonna gush all over this fucking movie, and I know that's not what the people came <laughs> that, for. Yeah, that did not sound right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Tati's yeah, sniffles too. Uh, no, just just hearing Brandon. No, uh, since we touched down um, yesterday, my sinuses have been off because of these 
wildfires happening. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I, uh, Brandon and I were talking about that uh, earlier. Uh, like, I my if you see my eyes all fucking jammed up from it, like getting all like sorts of nastiness in my eye and shit like that. And like everybody's fucking sick, you know. Guys, wear a mask. <laughs> wear a mask. Protect yourself. Yeah, I um, I it was interesting because you know this is a Spider-Man movie, and for for those first ten minutes, a part of me was kind of like, why haven't we seen Miles yet? Like, why are we so focused on Gwen? And um, it is, it is probably it's it's not a, a you know if I have to critique something, right? It was the fact that in both movies and into the Spider Verse and across the Spider Verse, it has been very um, heavy with supporting cast and not necessarily solely Miles and his story. But I recognize that in this, you know, in this case uh, or this presentation of Spider Man. Um, Miles' story does include all of these folks, right? Yeah. So that was that was the the one thing I would say if I had a if I did have to critique it, you know, and and, and give it a, a little ding with my red pen, it was that when I think of you know a Spider Man movie with a certain persona, I expect them to be the opener, um, and a lot of this this movie did focus a lot on on Gwen. Um, and other folks and so just getting the a little bit of that background from everybody else um but yeah but i think it did a good job though because it established why we were focused on gwen when they had the whole uh when she goes to the the, the museum and you have the renaissance vulture dude which that animation was fucking incredible yeah. I, I have to see this again in imax just to see that visual that was insane and then she immediately notices that he's from a different universe because he's glitching too and then that's when Miguel O'Hara and Jessica Drew come in, and they're part of the spider people. There's spider society that, like, essentially go around wrangling up these things from different universes and shit. And so it essentially establishes these characters. It sets up the Gwen story and her role in all this, because she reveals to her dad that she's Spider-Woman. And her dad, even then, despite knowing, like, you know, his daughter didn't kill Peter Parker like he always thought, he's still yeah. going to arrest her. She's like, Dad, are you serious? And then that's when Jessica Drew like offers to like let her join the society under her tutelage. And then that's when we cut back to Brooklyn on earth 1610 and we get, you know, reacclimated with miles and who's still struggling with the Spider-Man responsibilities while going to this prep school and shit. And his parents just trying to just trying to manage raising a young black boy in, in the world. And then he's got to deal with this nigga named the spot. Who's trying to steal an ATM from a Jamaican bodega owner? That was such a crazy. That's Ziggy Barley, by the way. That was such a crazy scene because the dude was like, "Are oh, you trying to steal my ATM?" <laughs> I don't. Was was that a Jamaican store or was that? No, it's just a bodega. It but, was a bodega. You know, Ziggy like Marley yeah, with it was, that it was accent. Like a Jamaican owner was like, "Pretty sure that guy wasn't Jamaican." Yeah, it was Ziggy Marley. <laughs> no, no. Oh, that you're right. You're right. Yeah. You're right. I mean, not Jason Schwartzman's character. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, I did love the fact that they had the spot like kind of as a joke, and then he became incredibly menacing. Like they changed his animation style once he yeah. got into those portals, and it became like very crude and disturbing. Mm -hmm. And I almost, I'm curious if the writers did this on purpose. I felt like it was a parable on Trump. And the reason why I say that is because if you think about the correspondence dinner, right, when Obama was like president. And they all made fun of Trump. That was the moment where he was like, I'm going to fuck all this shit up and run for president. And I feel like Miles teasing the spot as much as he did in that opening encounter 
that like mm. triggered something in this dude where he's like, well, yeah, not taking him seriously yeah. because he tied him up and left him on the roof and went to go do his uh, do his thing at you know at school. Yeah. It was just like like so you don't even take me seriously as a threat or anything. Well, also the spot does come up and say like I'm your arch nemesis, and Miles is like, <laughs> is like that like that's you? a bit much. He was like you know. So I, I don't want to credit Trump with anything. <laughs> I know. I'm just, I'm just saying I wonder if that was an influence on it. But uh, I mean, I think yeah. I think it is. I, I'm not sure that Trump. I'm sure there's plenty of examples where you don't take someone seriously. And in order to prove themselves, they up the ante. Right. They rise to the occasion. Yeah. So in this case, it just happens to be with our antagonist. Um, or are the presumed antagonist too, because the spot pretty much disappears and does his own thing while we get a new antagonist for Miles, um, inadvertently with uh, Miguel O'Hara. Yeah, he was wild, and this is all Miguel's fault, right? Like the whole Spider Verse thing, because he went to a different universe to replace his family, a la like Rick and Morty, right? Yeah, I, I guess, and. Uh, technically, there was an incursion which, which destroyed that entire uh, universe. Yeah, it's essentially what Kingpin tried to do in the first one, right? Just a different approach to it. Yeah. So it's like Miguel's like giving Miles all the no, shit. No, it's actually the same exact thing. Interesting. It's the same exact thing. Yeah, I feel like that's where the reckoning has to come in the next one with like Miguel and like getting him getting called on his shit because he's he's essentially deflecting all the blame for himself and what's happening onto Miles. He's like, you're not supposed to be here. I also loved how they played with the fandom, the toxic fandom about Miles not being, not supposed to be Spider-Man with that whole story. And again, like some of the voice acting, I mean, the speech with uh, Miles' mom where she's like, I don't, I worry about the world not protecting you the way that we do. Yeah. That was such a beautiful speech. And then also, it also kind of gave a hint at the last uh, scene in this whole series, I think, which is Miles going to the house with a cake and being early. I mean, listen, being early for Latinos is is a thing to be yeah, celebrated. That's a, that's a so. challenge for y'all. Y'all, y'all are notoriously late. Y'all, y'all beyond fashionably late. Like, I don't know what it is, but... Better late than ugly, though. Come on. Okay. <laughs> Better late than ugly. There we go. That's it. That's I mean, the one. I mean, uh, Miles, Miles did... It's interesting how they made Miles look a little bit different, but he looked the same, but like clearly he had a growth spurt. So he's like taller and a little bit. Well, he's 15 now. And usually yeah. you're, I don't know if you remember high school. Maybe y'all wouldn't remember it as, as the oh, people going through it. But like, I remember in high school, the, the friends that I made who were male were like short and stubby, right? And had little baby fat. And then by sophomore year. <laughs> I feel like you're describing me now. <laughs> <laughs> and then when we came back to school for sophomore year, they were like tall, skinny, like look like they played basketball all summer whatever it was like i think that is the age-appropriate growth spurt that happens initially for boys and so you're right like when you um when you look at into the spider verse he does have a little bit of that round baby face and then here he's taller he's a little bit leaner um more like jaw definition because he's he's a young you know he's growing into a young man so um that is something I appreciated too, because it does show that growth. We don't have this like never ending Simpsons where, you know, Bart's forever eight years old. Yeah. Yeah. I did like going back to the spot. I like that, you know, like he, not only does he say, I'm your arch nemesis, and like Miles is just laughing at him. He's like, he's like, but you, you're the reason why I became this. Cause he was in the, the lab where Kingpin 
you know, had, they had that final confrontation into the Spider-Verse and everything exploded. And that's what created him into that, you know, spot yeah, where he goes yeah. into different portals and shit. But then also he's like, and you were at the other lab and you threw a bagel at me. And I was like, that's such a fun callback to the first movie with like, he yeah. just threw that bagel and it said bagel popped up. And I love the way they used the animation. Like when the mom is like getting mad at Miles and she's like snapping her finger because he got a B in Spanish and it, you, it's a quick blink and you'll miss it, but a Puerto Rican flag in her finger. Like things like that, like those little details that you don't need to do, but you do it because you just love this medium so much. And I think that that's why everyone's kind of like, anyone who's working on an animation film right now is probably like, fuck. Like, yeah, this is what people want now? (laughs) I mean, that's like a big thing. Like at the studio, like all I kept hearing was like, hey, do you have any animation projects? It's big now. Like because I, I think that's the way that people see a way for you to expand the medium. But at the same time, it's also the writing. Like, this script yeah. got a lot out of, like, the pages that it had. And there's a reason why it's two parts, which... Yeah. Yeah. Did you know there's going to be a two-parter, Justin? No. Had no idea. Interesting, because Tati and I knew. So what was your thought at the end? Because we knew that it was going to lift wrap up right on a cliffhanger. So uh, it's funny, because, like, I'm watching, when I'm watching the film... I'm sitting there. I'm just like, yo, how the fuck are they gonna wrap this all up? It's like, like, how long is this movie? Is this a four hour movie? If so, I'm here for it. But shit, I gotta work in the morning. You know, so like, there's a part of me like, as shit started to really heat up, like I'm sitting there kind of panicking. Uh, you know, but it's just like, wait, what's gonna fucking happen? Yeah. And then like, you know, then you end on the cliffhanger that we end on. I was just like, oh, these motherfuckers. Like in like the whole theater, I don't. A lot of people didn't know, oh, uh, so the whole theater was just like, "Oh fuck!" Because everybody <laughs> was so like, literally, the theater was saying, "Oh fuck, no!" And people started screaming, "No!" Like it's like there's more to it because like, everybody was so invested, mm. and like I was literally on the edge of my seat. Yeah. yeah. When when everything was happening at that point, when they were like, "Oh shit, he's in the wrong universe." Yeah, I mean, we're we're definitely jumping to the end for sure. Yeah, but I, we have to because that end, like the ending, is one of the things I peeped, and I don't know a lot of people around me did because the gasps that well, happened. Hold on, sorry, well, one second, uh, guys. If you listen to this and you have not watched, respond the fuck out of it. You know what we're doing. the fuck out. You already know what the fuck we do. Uh, please go watch this movie before you listen to this episode, and you know, just come back. Sorry. No, no, no. All good. All good. The gasps that happen. So um, when he goes home and and he's talking to his mom and she's like, who's Spider-Man? And she's like, is that a Comic-Con thing? And that was such an interesting loop back to the first one where someone mentions Comic-Con to Miles and he's like, what's that? Right. So he has that moment again where he's like, what's that? And then a lot of people are realizing like, wait, something isn't right. And then you see Uncle Aaron walk in. And then a lot of people, it hits like, oh, he's not in the right universe. But I peeped when that machine scanned him when he was in like that weird spider verse tunnel. Yeah, with the other spider woman it, who's like. It literally says Planet 42. Like it, 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 it scans yeah. it and it tells you where it's going to send him. So, you know, like, so I peeped that early. And so I was prepared for it. But then Brandon, it hit Brandon when essentially. 
when the, the prowl black, when the prowler comes in well, and I was it's not say, Uncle Aaron. If it's when the it, it, this is again the, the just the, the animation and like the settings, the moving backgrounds, because in that world, like the walls were kind of like streets with black, right? And so for me, I thought it might have been like the spot already took over his universe and like yeah. was he like trapped him, right? Because the spot is like I'm going home, I'm going back to your earth to fuck shit up. Like, that's yeah. what I'm going to do. And so that's what I thought, because we're getting the cutscenes with, like, Gwen Stacy, like, going back to Miles' original home. And then once Aaron popped up, I was like, oh, shit. And then Tati was like, yeah, he's not home. And then, you know, obviously, Uncle Aaron says little things. And again, shout out to Mahershal Ali. Like, I'm glad that he gets to still eat off this uh, this franchise. And the mom is like, he'll get, he gives the mom some money. And then she's like, oh, I have a list to get to Miles. And she's trying to hand it to Miles. And he's like, I'll make sure he gets it. And so, it's, yeah. and then he says to Miles, like, something like, uh, oh, what, you know, what, you got rid of your braids. And that's yeah. what I have in my head. I'm like, oh, shit, there's another Miles in the universe. And mm-hmm. then, like, he follows Aaron. He realizes there's still Spider-Man. And I was just like, oh, shit. So then when he gets tied up and you see that the Prowler is there, I was, and then Tyler's like, it's fucking Miles. I was like, oh, shit. And then when he takes off the mask and he reveals himself with the braids, and then he says his name, and that's Jarrell Jerome. And that's what, I, that's what I was like, this movie, the people behind this movie are so fucking dope. Because Jarrell Jerome's been saying for years, because he's an Afro-Latino kid from the Bronx, I would love an opportunity to play with Miles Morales. And he gets to yeah. do it. It's just in a you know, different medium and stuff. But that was just so dope, dude. And then he has the different shoes and shit. Yeah, he's like, why would I help you? Because I was like, ah! But also, did you peep all the gym equipment? So yeah. he's strong as fuck. Because Miles, I don't think, really works out like that. No, the, well, the Miles it, Milo, a, I think he is really, you know. No, 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 but, but you also got to realize it's not he's necessarily strong as fuck. He's he's more athletic. He's more athletic than Miles because he doesn't have any powers. Yeah, oh, yeah and he's still hanging like, yeah, you're right. Because he was like, he was crouched over like Spider-Man on that on that pole before he like dropped himself down. Yeah. So like, oh, he, so he has the Prowler technology and whatnot, but he doesn't have any powers. Yeah. So like. Yeah, technically, Spider-Man will still give him that work. Yeah, you know, and and, but like he's, you know, he's not going to be necessary. You know, it's not like he's going to be. He's not going to be easy. Also, he's 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 battle tested because remember this is a world without Spider-Man and without. So therefore, we don't know when his dad died. Yeah. So this guy is, you know, and and I guess uh, what would be the. uh, what, what do they say? Not, it's not a Nexus event. What's the event that they... Um, canon. Canon, right? canon. Canon event. Canon event yeah. yeah, so the, the canon event um, didn't happen for a, this, a Spider-Man in that universe because there is no Spider-Man in that universe, right? Yeah. So then every that whole timeline got changed. So therefore, a canon event happened to turn him to him, uh, turn Miles into, the, into that person. So now he's... You know, and it may be his dad dying. So, like, you got to think of, like, all the shit that he's been through. And he's been the Prowler. And it seems like he's not a new Prowler. He's been the Prowler for a while mm-hmm. to some extent. Maybe even trained by by Uncle Aaron to become the new Prowler. So that means this motherfucker's been fighting. And, he, and he's been doing it in a space where it's a little bit more lawless. Mm-hmm. So he's he, he's on another level of dangerous. That's exactly what I was thinking, which was, I think Uncle Aaron has always been the prowler in all the universes that Uncle Aaron exists in. Mm-hmm. Um, in this one, because Uncle, in, in this alternate verse, right, we don't know, Planet 42, I'll call it, 
Uncle Aaron puts on the glove and punches the bag, but then the prowler comes down. So I just think Uncle Aaron is too old, not too old, you know, but like in that space. So I do agree with Justin that I had that same thought where I was like, oh, this Miles G Morales has been trained to take over the prowler mantle. Yeah. And probably his catalyst was his dad dying because his dad was a cop. And so, you know, sometimes you're like, damn, you you do so much to do good. And my dad still got got. So it doesn't pay to do good. I'm just going to be bad. And with Uncle Aaron, under Uncle Aaron's tutelage. You know, yeah. it is what it is, because we do open They're not. I don't want to say open. There is like a over like a shot that goes over the city. And the shit is up in flames. It looks like the Bronx in the 70s. So, like, not that I was there personally. Maybe my uh, last life uh, I was like, personality. How old are you, Tati? <laughs> um, so, so, yeah, you know, so to Justin's point, there is that sort of lawlessness going on. A little bit like Gotham, you know, where, mm-hmm. where shit is just wild. But I, it's interesting because I don't, I don't know if they're intentionally following this and I would like to think that they're not but what the fuck do I know which is if you think about the uh Tom Holland uh Spider-Man isn't isn't the second one called like No Way Home the third so, one yes sorry third one oh the third one is wait far from home it's homecoming far from home homecoming no so, way home so yeah, yeah, so I was thinking like, oh, they those names also line up with sort of like the path of the Miles movies as well, where it's just like Homecoming, we get that first one, the Far From Home, which is where he is now in the second one, and then the last one is like the No Way Home, where it's clearly like he, he wants to get back home. Um, so I don't know if that's an intentional correlation or not, but it's hard for me not to connect those together. It's definitely possible. And like, you know, Justin, and I've talked about this in the past and like, we, we'll, we'll get back to the plot in a second, but I do worry given that they have the cam, they have the pop up, the spot pop up in the Benham universe yeah. with the bodega owner. Right. Cause he gets like Benham mites, mints or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. And then also do you have the appearance of Donald Glover, uncle Aaron in the mm-hmm. prison? Right in the multiverse prison because he's Uncle Aaron in the MCU. They established that in Homecoming, right? Yeah. So they could put Miles in either one of those movies. This Miles in a live action in either one of those universes. I'm worried that Sony is going to get too big, big of an ego and be like, "No, this is going to go in the Venom verse." Like you worried about in previous episodes, Justin. Yep. I hope that they be confident enough to maybe do different iterations of both, so each. Universe gets to have their own take on the character. For me, though, I know there's a live action Miles Morales Spider Man in the works in some capacity. I don't know if that's worth it because this movie is so fucking good. One, we got to see how they la- stick the landing because this could all fall apart in the next entry. There's a lot to wrap up in the next one. But, but sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, let me just stop you right there. If Miles Morales goes into the Venom verse, if you see the way things were done, even when Spot uh, uh, pops uh, through, he's going to be a cartoon. Possibly. I mean, Shamik Moore, who plays the voice of Miles Morales, said he's losing weight because the next one's called Beyond the Spider-Verse. Yeah. So, but, but, that's, but that's the thing. If, if, um, if what you call it, if um, Spider, if Miles Morales... Much like Spot when he when he's talked to shop, so he didn't 
transform uh, to fit the style uh, of that universe, much like Spider Pig, yada yada yada, uh, the Nicholas Cage Spider Man, the Noir, you know all oh, that. Coming back like, for the next one, I'm so excited. Yeah, but they, but they, none of them, they, they, none of them uh, transform to to fit, uh, you know, to, to fit uh. the art, whatever of that universe. So if we did get a, a, a Spider Man within the Venom verse, it would actually be Miles Morales as this spider-man this iteration of spider-man now if a miles morales does uh pop up in the venom verse uh venom universe it uh to make that character work in there it would have to be a bit of a time jump so an uncle aaron uh played by donald glover who's also you know with his age he'd have to be well actually no because it's a different universe so he could be yeah. uh play it could be younger. a different different person yeah yeah they have a so lot of time they limits. gave themselves a lot of leg uh you know air, yeah you know way, but uh, like space. it would it would have to be it would have to be someone it would have to be live action they can't take him like because it's uh, uh, this movie has already right. established You're that right. they can't just take him and put him in these universes and and then like a cartoon is just gonna become a fucking real person and vice versa yeah, and, and because they established that, right, with the introduction of Uncle Aaron, and we see him in human form. Mm -hmm. So if that were the case, that would have been an animated Donald Glover, right? Mm. So we used to, and in the background, I don't, when Miguel O'Hara's doing his rundown, you see Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield. <laughs> they have shots from those movies as well, yes. which leads me to believe there will be a crossover with Tom Holland at some point, because Donald Glover is in the Tom Holland Spider-Man. So there's he's just the one that's missing. I would say that because Tom Holland recently announced he's taken a year off of acting, you know, to, to decompress from his last role, it would make sense that he's either probably going to train to film their Spider-Man because of the writer's strike. So there's, you know, like it takes time for them to come up with a story. But I also think because of the success of of Into the Spider-Verse and now Across the Spider-Verse, I think both Sony and Marvel teams are trying to collaborate to be like, how do we, how do we like, like wrap it up? Because Tom Holland's also said like, he's kind of done playing Spider-Man. So like the last one will likely be his last one. So I could totally see, we already know Miles Morales exists at least in two, in two universes. There's no reason that Miles Morales obviously exists in the Tom Holland one. And I think part, and I'm not trying to, to figure out what the next movie is, but I would be remiss to not put connect the fact that when Miguel is telling Miles that he's not supposed to be here, that that spider was meant for Planet 42 and that was supposed to bite someone in Planet 42, the thing is, Miles didn't Miles didn't make the collider. Do you know what I'm saying? Like Miles didn't yes. do all of that. So he is not the reason for this. So in theory, if you believe in like destiny, that spider was supposed to be there. Because all Miles was doing was tagging up a, a subway, old subway station. He wasn't yes. like peeking around. He wasn't specifically there. And so in any in any case, um Miguel's logic is a little flawed in in the sense that this is the flat too. Yeah, of course, he's deflecting. But I was like, this is this Miguel is assuming Miles is not supposed to take over Spider-Man because Spider-Man dies eventually. He's still human. 
Yeah, but yeah. he did say that Peter Parker in, in uh, Miles' universe wasn't supposed to die. Wasn't supposed to die yet. Well, yeah, I mean, everyone dies. You know, but like there's, there's, they're positing that the, every world has a spider per thing, person, right? So I mean, it's yeah. like. We got to see Spider-Man India. That was fucking amazing. I yeah, mean, that, was pretty cool. that, I mean, that dude just like his, hey, here's me. I'm Spider-Man. Like, and then he has the great hair and they're like, do you, your hair just is like that? He's like, yeah, like a little coconut oil uh, genetics. <laughs> but like just the, the moves that he was doing and then. Um, and lot, the bangles. Yeah, and folks, there's a lot of like a lot of the animators are on social media. Like, there's too many accounts to talk to about. But um, one of the things that they did is for for uh, Spider-Man India, they looked at one of the oldest known martial arts. I'm going to butcher the name, Kalar Patu, which originates from the Indian state of uh, Kalari over 2,000 years ago. That's the style they use for him in regards to how he fought and like swung around and stuff. Is that that sequence is just fucking amazing and beautiful. And then we haven't even talked about Spider Punk. No. Nope. <laughs> Hobie Hobie Brown. Holy shit. Hobby, I think it is. So before we uh, jump into that, I think we also need to talk about like and, and talking about how like you know diff the different universes and things like that. Lego Spider Man. Yeah, that story that, is incredible too. Yeah, that thing, I mean well, well, first of all, the Lego Spider-Man, like, that was, like, a cool thing. Like, I did not expect that. Yeah. And then I, when you I, realize I it's Lord of Miller who did the Lego movie, you're like, man, these guys are <laughs> yeah. so good at Easter eggs and shit. But, so, like, you know, that was really cool. And then the fact that Lego Spider-Man also has the communicator, you know, uh, that I guess, like, the trans-dimensional uh, communicator uh, type deal, uh, you know, to kind of report it. But then, Brandon, you want to get into the story of that well, kid? I was going to let you do the story. Okay. Uh, so actually, let me let me bring up because I want to give this kid's name. Yeah, so that's... I'll just catch people up and you can get the name. Uh, this fourteen-year-old kid who did an animated Lego version of the Spider Verse trailer that came out was actually hired. And again, uh, this is U uh, UBS trivia. They finished production on this film on May twentieth, twenty twenty-three, thirteen days before its release date. So they were they were editing this up to the, the wire, and this kid helped animate the Lego sequence that's in this movie. Yeah, his name is Preston uh, Murtenga. Mutanga. Yeah. And shout out to that kid because that's he's going places, and that's just that's such a fun little sequence. And to know that a kid had a part in that, and like, there's just so much love that went into this movie. Like, and he's been working on this. He's been working for like a year. Yeah, and dude, yeah, like, like that's nuts. Yeah, man. And then uh, even Super like talented. Daniel Kaluuya, who played um, Spider Punk, he said like when he was in the booth. And he saw the animation style for his character for the first time. Like, not when his character's in color and with the guitar, but when he's, like, out of it and he's in that black and white kind of weird sketch thing, he's like, this is, he's like, this is so fucking cool. Like, how'd you guys do this? Yeah. Like, I, I, like there's so many animation styles where I'm like, holy fuck, I didn't even know you could do this and mix all these different animations in the same thing and make it look mm -hmm. flawless. Like, when all the Spider-Men are in that Spider-Verse, I mean, you got them chasing after Miles. There's this T-Rex Spider-Man that fucking shooting webs and shit. I laughed so hard when I saw that. <laughs> yeah, there's... I mean, it's wild. But, I mean, it's also... It's such a fun movie uh, to watch. And there's there's so much going on. I will say it is almost a little bit overwhelming because yes. there's so much happening. And it's kind of dark, too. This is like the Empire oh, yeah. Strikes Back. Like, for me, obviously, this is the best, like, second film in the series slash, like, dark uh, cliffhanger since Empire Strikes Back. Like, even more so than Infinity War. Because Infinity War, it's like, I, I know where this is going. I know how they could, might maybe could 
resolve this, and I know they're all coming back. This new one, even though like it ends kind of on a hopeful note, it's still like some of y'all ain't coming back. Like I feel like there's gonna be some there's gonna be some sacrifices need to be had. But yeah. I do love the Spider Verse. Like and they have a lot of videos of like creatives and people involved, like watching the movie. So Metro Boomin, who like did the soundtrack, he has a, his own Spider Man, and he's the one that does the line where Spider Man's like, you know, Miles is trying to figure out how to get out of there. He's like, there's nowhere to go, and then he just jumps through the window. He's like, my yeah. bad, y'all. There was someone for it to go. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like watching a pat theater and like everyone's dying. And like you see his smile. And I'm like, I'm like, that's awesome. That's stuff like that's the stuff that's like, you know, you're just having fun. That's why you like, do it. Exactly, man. Yeah. I, I totally agree. One of the things that really kept me just like eyes on the screen, it was so hard not to, is is that sort of nod to different um art styles so the impressionist sort of watercolor paintings you get with Gwen Stacy um the neo-futurism by the way like like as they're popping through and you see like and they name different the different New Yorks right so there's Nueva York and mm. and the one where he's in India and they kind of had to merge it to being like say Mumbai in New York right? New, no, it's like no, Mumbai in Manhattan or something yeah. no, like that Mumbahattan yeah yeah, so, you know, just and then like like really like those nods were amazing. And as someone chai tea, chai tea that you know that whole, bread, <laughs> which is something you do here in you know in the states. And I and I say that all the time. I'm like it's non, and then someone's like non bread, and I'm like you're just saying bread bread, right? And I get that from growing up in Queens and having like different friends from different backgrounds. So like I get it because I that happened to me as a kid. And then once once they bring you up to speed, you're like got it. I you know want to respect the culture and all that stuff. Anywho. But um, there's something super, super, like the creativeness and the care. And that's what I saw. There was a lot of care. There's one thing to have attention to detail because you're a fan and kind of like this nerd, this like super nerd fandom that doesn't let things be great because they want it to be exactly like it is on the page. But then you can tell that the, everybody on this production was just like, either really, really believed in it, just loves the story because it's all of those details that come in. So it's like, boom, we know that there's multiple iterations of the story. Instead of changing the art, let's, in, let's embrace that art. Let's, yeah. and it's, it's, and maybe I'm just thinking way too meta about this whole thing. I really do think it shows like you can have differences and still function together and that's okay. <laughs> you know, like you could still make it work. And so that is what I got from this whole movie altogether with the differences in the animation and the music. Because Metro Boom, and I got to be honest, his regular music, I'm not the biggest fan of. But then like paired with the actual sort of like composition. It, it, I don't know if you've listened to, to the the music like through on like Spotify or whatever. I've been listening to it. But it, it is really good. And, you know, just like even back and forth. Anyways, I can like ramble about this forever. But I mean, just the credit song, like uh, the ASAP Rocky. I was like, man, this is this this whole thing has been a vibe. And like, I just didn't want it to end. I think, you know, and to Justin's. Uh, thing about earlier not knowing that it was a two-parter and like he didn't care how long it went this is the longest anime movie ever done in america two hours and 20 oh. minutes and i mean like like you're not the first person to say like i didn't want it to end i didn't care how long it was like give me more of it um and 
Yeah, I mean, there's just so much that's in it. It almost is overwhelming. I mean, J.K. Simmons is playing Jonah Jameson again. Like, yeah. I was like, what is going on? Like, they just have so many Spider-Man things. They had the Spider-Man from the video game. Uh, Genki, Miles' roommate, is playing Spider-Man mm-hmm. 2 on his computer. Like, it's just, if you're a Spider-Man fan, like, even, like, at the minimal level, there's no, there's so much for you to love about this movie on top of the story. I mean, you have uh, emphasis on family because the whole thing is Miles is trying to prevent his dad from dying. The Spider Men are trying to hold him in their in their like space because they're like essentially your a canon event. Your dad's death you. is a canon event, right? And so he's like, but it does need to be that way. Who determines that this needs to be my fate? They're essentially about to keep him there. That's why they brought Peter B. Parker there, who's in the bathroom and has a baby, by the way. It's so weird. Um, <laughs> but they're essentially there to like keep him from preventing this thing because they're like, it's going to create a catalyst for all of our other universes. Not knowing that Miguel over here is probably the motherfucking godfather of all this shit that started. It's just because the spots popped up that now he's able to be like, oh, this villain is because of you. Like, all this is because of Miles, not because of the shit I did. So, uh, one thing I found was uh, interesting, and I, and I know this is kind of taking us a step back into other things we talked about, but, like, so Peter Parker's Spider-Man, it's just so, just in my mind, uh, after everything happened in No Way Home, right? And nobody knows who he is anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a way that kind of erased, so nobody knows who Spider-Man is, it kind of erased Spider-Man. Does that mean that that opened up the avenue for another Spider-Man to come into that universe? Mm. Because technically, if no one knows who that Spider-Man is, Spider-Man does not exist in a way. So I actually think they talked about that um, in, I think it's like a quick line. I actually... It's funny you brought that up because I mentioned this probably last week. In that movie, they said, I think Dr. Strange says no one on this earth. Because of mm-hmm. the whole multi-dimensional thing. Because if that were the case, then all of the Spider-Men across all of the universes would be forgotten. Okay, so, but well, no, no, so they're Peter, identities. Remember, Spider-Man, he just erases that everyone knows that Spider-Man is Peter Parker. Yeah, but but I think it's a, it's a quick it's a quick quip where he says on this earth. Okay. So so but either, either way the question is does that open the door for Miles Morales in in the in that universe in the Peter Parker universe the the one the uh, the Tom Holland universe yes. because yeah. now there is like no one knows so that so it's kind of like in a way that has kind of erased the Spider-Man story, right? Well, because the Spider-Man story is 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 very much attached to you know the pain and things like that. So then, does that now start a new personal uh, Spider-Man, uh, uh, you know, coming uh, coming to um, uh, coming to fruition uh, within that universe? Because there is no there is no person, there is no Spider-Man now. Well, well, there no, is. No, there, yeah. He does exist. Yeah. He does exist. But like, does if you're if like nobody knows, then they're like, and I guess like because it, it had to have it had it changed the timeline. No one knows his secret identity. That's the only yeah, difference. No one knows. His, no, but through. nobody knows his secret identity. But it also that had to change the timeline. You know Possibly. I mean, we already like in Homecoming, they already established that some, like a Miles could exist in this world with Donald Glover's character. So I think it's just about maybe, yeah, this does 
provide a catalyst for like a new spider to like then bite the miles and that universe become Spider-Man. Yeah. And you can follow the trajectory of almost like the video game and like Peter Parker mentoring him. And that gives Tom Holland his out as Spider-Man exactly. in whatever capacity. I think for, for this specifically, I mean, that's why it, it, there's so many possibilities. And I think that that's what the writers did really well in helping out Sony and Marvel to an extent is that yeah. they can, they can run with miles in either direction and maybe it doesn't impact their universes. And I think that that's what's interesting about having all these multiverses and these different iterations of Spider-Man. It's like, it doesn't fucking matter. Like, cause they're all like, they all have their own stories and weird. Well, I, I guess the thing is like you, you've guys heard the, I don't know if you heard uh, uh, the talks that of Spider-Man four has been, uh, ha, has been greenlit. Yeah, but I mean, it's not going to get ridden anytime soon. Well, yeah, I know. I, yeah, I, I know. Yeah, uh, totally. A hundred. I, I know that for sure. And I think also the MCU on. is struggling right now. I think that there's. I think there's some big calibrations coming up. But at the but, but the and 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 to that point, the MCU's uh, struggling right now because things are going. So you go to your tried and true, aka Spider Man. Uh, so then you know you you then refresh Spider Man. Uh, with Miles Morales and Spider-Man is also training, uh, you know, Peter Parker is, you know, it's kind of mentoring him so then he can go off and do his, uh, do his own thing for a while and kind of, you know, kind of get himself together. So then that gives Tom Holland out and then Miles Morales takes over, Well, you know, so now we have a fresh new Spider-Man. You know, and you know, and that's forced to sell all the fucking merchandise. I mean, but I think that that's a, I've, I think that that's a mistake if they try to do that within the next three, four years, because we're not going to get the Beyond the Spider Verse. And folks, I hate to disappoint you. I know the next one's supposed to come out in uh, March of next year. It's not between the yeah. writer strike and potential actor strike. Haley Stein, uh, so Stanfield or Steinfeld, Steinfeld, who uh, does Stein. the voice of, who does the voice of Gwen Stacy. She hasn't done any voice work yet for the third one. So. Yeah. It, we're not getting that in a year. It's just not, there's no way. So I don't think it behooves Sony or uh, Disney to work on a live action mar- miles until we see how the next one comes through and just let that, let that have some breathing room. Because right now, this movie's fucked it up for a lot of comic book movies. Like, you're, I'm talking about, like, um, you know, you have, uh, what's it, Flash coming out next week as of this recording? And uh-huh. Flash was being heralded as the best superhero movie by of all time by James Gunn and all these people and Spider-Verse that's being held as the, one of the best superhero movies ever, if not the best. I think there's, there's a lot of things that we also should, you know, I don't want to get too stuck in the weeds, which is technically, you know, when Marvel was before Marvel partnered up and, and started doing their own MCU stuff, Marvel was pretty much purging titles, which is how Sony has, the Spider-Man franchise, which is why every couple of years they have to refresh it, right? They have to make a Spider-Man movie to like keep it, keep the ownership of the domain. So I'm not sure how long that contract remains, but I remember very clearly that Marvel had to ask Sony permission to even do the Spider-Man that we have with Tom Holland. So really nothing happens in the MCU and Spider-Man without Sony greenlighting it. So in, in one way or another, I, and if rumor is true about the Spider-Verse thing, 
they were very clear into confirming that it is not tied to the MCU in any way, shape, or form, which is why I said as of this movie, they haven't done that crossover yet because Marvel needs to get permission from Sony to drag anything Spider-Man. But, and I think that was like that quick line of like um, where Gwen is like, don't get me started on Doctor Strange back on Earth. Like that was Miguel. Yeah, yeah, Miguel. Oh, okay. The whole point is it's like, like they make a reference to it, but they're like, they're, anyways, long story short is, I know it's meant to be like a, a quick jab at, at the MCU and kind of what they did, but I also don't want to discredit it as a throwaway line as of yet, because we don't know what's to come and beyond the Spider-Verse. We actually don't know what's to come next in the MCU with, with the whole multiverse that they've introduced as well. But it's also quite possible because if, if you're going to go back and ping pong back and forth, it's also, we don't know the timelines and how everything lines up. It's quite possible that everything is literally the same event in every earth. It's just charged differently. Yeah. Yeah. It's possible. I mean, yeah, there's, like I said, there's a lot of things that they could play with, but like uh, keeping it back to across the Spider-Verse, because I know we're like just speculating on yeah, where we could take this, yeah. but um, I got to shout out Andy Samberg, who really is becoming one of my favorite voice actors, along <laughs> with John Mulaney, because he was a uh, Ben Riley. And he's like, uh, I'm just thinking about my Uncle Ben. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just so stupid. And then, you know, he had, he had a cool animation style, too. Because he's like a, he's a Peter Parker clone, Ben Riley. Yeah, Scarlet Spider. Yes. So, like, things like that. And then um, Shay Wiggum, who played uh, Gwen Stacy's dad. I thought that was really strong voice acting. Because those scenes are incredibly emotional between her and her dad. Yeah. And, like, him quitting the force showed Gwen that you can change a canon event. Because she's like, mm-hmm. I know my dad's supposed to die because he's captain, right? And he dies in a lot of, uni- you know, multiverses. It's like a canon event sometimes for Spider-Man. And so that's when she realizes, oh, I might be able to change things after she got kicked out of the Spider-Society by Miguel, who's at, at this point has lost his mind. Once Miguel, I mean, once Miles fucking shows him up and electrocutes him and shit and fucks up his shit, and he, like, is able to get out of the universe, like, Miguel just is losing his mind now. So... I'm curious for for your thoughts. And the third one, who's our main antagonist? Is it the Spot, who's on his way to kill Uncle Aaron? Is it the Prowler slash Miles in the alternate universe? Or is it Miguel? It's all three. Yeah, it's all three. That's a what? lot. That's a lot for Miles and Gwen to contend with. Well, that's why she got her. She got the gang back together. I know Spider Ham and fucking uh, Nicholas Cage is crazy as Spider-Man Spider Noir. Noir. <laughs> They're coming. So, back but here's here's a crazy thing though. What if we're we're in a situation where Miles Prowler, uh, Miles, is actually he's just like, I need this. I want to save my dad. That's what Tati thinks. Ta- that, I'm right well, here, bro. Well, you can't well, just give out my ideas. <laughs> when, she, when we initially saw it, that's what she was positing, that he's the main antagonist. Because you know how we thought with the Doctor Strange, um, who, what, was it, what was that series called? Who? It's not who this. Um, <laughs> what was it? Uh, what if? What if. Who Remember? This? And they had this, <laughs> the, the Doctor Strange was going, like he kept trying to save his, uh, yeah. his love interest. So he was going to all these different universes and she kept dying. Right, mm-hmm. and I was wondering, oh, what if? Because you know, the first question he asks is, "Your father's still alive?" Yeah, and so I'm curious if he's like, "How do I get to your universe where my dad is still around?" 
Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing. We don't really know where this Miles head is at simply because all he says is, so your dad's still alive. That's it. It doesn't mean that he maybe he didn't like his dad. Maybe he's the reason why his dad is dead. We don't know what this mm. what what Prowler yeah, Miles did in his universe that his dad got. got. He could have killed him. Right. Mm. So so it's it's quite possible that. But if I know anything, I don't think they're going to leave Prowler Miles. They're going to give him some sort of redemption arc yeah. just because, you know, this is our our, you know, the first black Spider-Man. And also, I don't think, you know, if we're trying to be like just culturally sensitive to all of that stuff, I can't imagine, you know, you get your your first black good guy and then you turn around and make him bad in the same breath. I don't think that they would end it like that. And so I do think Miguel's going to get a redemption arc. I think Miles G. Morales is going to get a redemption arc at some point where you understand why they did the things they did and then they wind up coming back to help, you know, their their um, their worlds or whatever it is. The The spot, though, is the one outlier we really can't because the spot is on a on a, you know, I don't give a fuck mission. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he's like, like fuck like, you, like, slow. Also, was he uh, Octavius, uh, Doctor Octavius, is for the first Spider versus like love interest? Because there's a quick picture of him and her from that lab, and that quick back. I was just curious if she might come back because they do hint at like um, Sinister Six and stuff. They call it uh, in Earth Forty Two. They called it the Sinister Society or like Sinister uh, Cartel. That's what they called it. Mm. And so I was interested, like, I was wondering, oh, is the Prowler part of that possibly? Because that could be even more interesting. You can get different iterations mm. of other classic Spider-Man villains and shit. That's just food for thought. But um, we did get some Patriot thoughts uh, on across the Spider-Verse. First up is from Justin Rich, who wrote, too many words to describe, but first thought, this equals into Spider-Verse. And I thought the first one was the best animated movie ever. Double XL popcorn and watching again this weekend. Darren Patterson wrote, I don't know how they did it, but they somehow managed to avoid the sophomore slump and make a second movie that was somehow bet, even better than the first. When it comes to making a superhero sequel, most people make the mistake of making it bigger, louder, and flashier. Ex- example, Shazam. Damn, Darren, coming for Shazam. <laughs> Spider-Verse managed to do all that, and it actually went deeper with their characters to give them more layers and give their actions more heft and stakes. Also, this film now joins everything, everywhere, all at once as... Yeah, another movie that was able to do multiverse better than the last Doctor Strange film did. Yep. Damn, he's calling out two movies. Mm. All right. Sean T. wrote, it was a lot to process, but I enjoyed it thoroughly. Curtis Boyd, who uh, has worn like Spider, like Miguel uh, Miles Spider-Verse shit at, uh, you know, live events we've had. Uh, he wrote, Spider-Man Across the Universe, Spider-Verse Part 1 is absolutely spectacular. It's an almost perfect film that I honestly didn't think would completely shatter my expectations. Days after watching it, I'm still struggling to find a negative thing to point out. I really cannot find fault within the movie. The pacing, acting, music connectivity, usage of different media to portray the mini universes, unique styles with the massive amounts of color and believability of the stakes in this film are just a few elements that elevate it to be authentic, timeless, instant classic Spider-Man story. I love this film. And Eric wrote, easily the best Spider-Man movie. Yeah. So having read all those, Justin break down our rating system so we can rate this bad boy. 
All right. So we rate movies bags of popcorn, small, medium, large, and the XL40 exceptional. If a film doesn't deserve any popcorn, we throw it into the dog shit pile. We pile piles and piles of dog shit on top of it. So we sat down and watched Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, a 2023 film which touched all of our souls, starring uh, Shamik Moore, Haley uh, Steinfeld, Brian Tyree Henry, Luna Laura uh, Velez, Jake Johnson. Shout out to her. By the way, she's been working for a long time. NYPD undercover. Mm-hmm. And uh, also uh, the animator, the animators uh, who, uh, who uh, you know, gave us uh, Miles Morales mom uh, in this. They knew what they were doing because she was she was a, she was a baddie, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> an animated baddie. They knew they, they knew what we like. Oh, liked. yeah. When she. Yep. 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 Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jason Schwartzman, Issa Rae, uh, Karen Sony. Uh, was it uh, Shay uh, Wiggum, um, Greta Oscar Lee, Isaac. Daniel Kalua, uh, Mahershala Ali, I, and Oscar Isaac, and that's just on the list of a, a ton Christ. of people we we can't even get all the way through. But um, Tati, what say you? Oh, this is. I mean, we don't have a size bigger than XL, so we're gonna do the XL with the extra season, an extra a bag of M and M peanuts, the large soda, like the whole deal that fucking breaks your bank when you're at when you're at the concessions. This was just, you know, as I mentioned before, you could tell everybody who was involved in this enjoyed it and I don't want to speak for them because maybe it's like the the equivalent of um of a, like a sweatshop there I don't know I'm sure they're incredibly tired but like everything down to and maybe I was just feeling nostalgic for New York and 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 you know my family because we were in California for the past year but I mean, everything down to that scene where they were over by Myrtle, you know, on the train station to the little like quips of of Puerto Rican culture, the family, the animation. I mean, even when 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 Miles is leaving his mom and he asks and he says like bendición, that like touched my heart and like brought a tear. And I was just like, you have to be about this life in order like in order to produce this level of work and Mm -hmm. like I said earlier I was like that if if I had to pick something as like a ooh, what what would I you know red pennant like and that's even a a baby mark um across this whole thing I am in so excited for the next installation I don't know if y'all know this, but not only do I have the Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse Jordan 1s, I now have my Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse Jordan 1s as well. So we'll see what Nike releases next time. I have my Miles Morales mask that I use for uh, a work event. Um, So I am down with Miles Morales and iteration of Spider-Man. So beyond, you know, at this point it's it's across... Across the, our, our levels, but beyond the XL. Bren? Yeah, I mean, this gets an XL. This is, since we started this podcast, this is my favorite film we've ever had to review for a show. This this movie, the music, the voice acting, the animation, it's it's incredible. I, I Like I said, the first eight minutes alone, I was like, I felt like a kid again when I first saw like Jurassic Park. And I was like, I didn't know movies could be like this. It's it was incredible, um, and I am excited for the third one. 
I, again, take as much time as you fucking need. I know y'all said it's coming out next year. I know it's not. Just take as much time as you need because it took them five years to make this one. You know, it's like, it's a lot. And they were constantly editing and changing things to the last minute. I mean, and it shows. It shows how much effort and love went into this. I mean, and it also helps that these people genuinely love these characters and they love the story that they're telling and they allowed it to have these emotional beats where you found like parents grappling with like, I can't protect my kid anymore. And what does that mean for me as a parent? What Did I do something wrong? Like you saw Gwen Stacy's father and then Bribe Terry Henry, you know, uh, his father, like Jefferson dealing with that. Like, you know, like you have the sweet moment with Jefferson and Miles as Spider-Man, you know, and Miles is like, he's got his little man voice. He's like, so what, you know, you think your son's going to figure it out? You know, what's he going to do? He's like, maybe you need to get off the kid's ass. And like things like that. Like where I was just, this is so endearing, but also this is, it's not just a superhero film to me. This is like a coming of age story. This is like a drama. This is an action comedy and it's animated. It's just, there's so many different things that this checks off that I didn't know a movie could do all at once. It's like, it's fantastic. So, you know, see it multiple times in the theater. Make sure this is one of the biggest movies ever. Like, it's amazing. But, uh, Justin, what's your rating? Know what you're thinking, Brandon. Justin's going to go ahead and ruin it. But I'm not. I'm going to give it an excellent 12. Um, I knew you wouldn't be. If, if you, if, I knew you wouldn't do don't that. Don't do Justin. that to us on Rotten Tomatoes, man. No, but, no, uh, no this, uh, this, this movie exceeded all expectations. Uh, gave me a lot more than I even, like, I, I, I didn't expect uh, going into this film that I would like it this much. I didn't, I, did, I don't even know if I really had expectations for the film uh, as a whole, um, but like. Even after I texted it, you that this might have been one of the best movies I ever saw? Yeah, I mean, Brandon, but you say crazy shit all the time. I'm just like, yeah, whatever that nigga guys say. <laughs> what if I ever stood you wrong about a good movie, though? Uh, yeah, you have. But uh, name one movie I've name one movie that I said was fantastic. Did you were like this is no, bro? Happy. You got to see the room. No. Oh Fuck well, you. that's me being. It, it doesn't matter. It doesn't right. matter. I don't care. Either way, uh, <laughs> uh, no. But like, I, and I know that there are some people who are, and I hope that they're just trolling that don't like this film. If you really don't like this film, I don't know what you're looking for in in, in a film. It, you know, in, in movies because. If you are a fan of uh, of of Spider-Man, I don't see how you could not like this uh, film. And I know that there are some people who just don't like uh, these films because they're Miles Morales. Mm -hmm. And like maybe you really need to look deep inside of yourself and ask yourself the question of why do you really have a problem with this Spider-Man? Uh, with this iteration of Spider-Man because you may have some deep-seated shit that you need to work out. And, and, and I'm not, and I'm not saying, you know, just white people, there are uh, other, there, there are people, other people who have that uh, issue as well. And you really need to look at, you look into yourself and see what's going on because this film is like one of the closest things I've seen to being fucking perfect. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, obviously no film is perfect, uh, but this is like right fucking there. This is right fucking there. Uh, they gave you 
the emotional content, the action, the storytelling, you know, the following up from the first film, a cliffhanger going into a next film. And just like, it's just dope shit all around visually. Like the scene where, uh, where, uh, you know, spider Gwen and, and, uh, miles are sitting upside down. Like that scene was like, visually, it was absolutely gorgeous. The camera spin, like, you know, rotated and shit. Yeah. And you see her hair, the ponytail, like, like that was such a cool scene. And like you have, there's so much in this film to appreciate. And if you're just not appreciating it, that bro, that's on you. Mm -hmm. So like, I just hope that people are giving this film the flowers it deserves because the people who put the work into this film really put their fucking foot in this shit. And to that point, uh, UVS research, she found uh, Lord and Miller revealed that they told Sony the sequel would be the same size as Into the Spider-Verse, but ended up having the largest crew of any animated film ever with around 1,000 people working on it. They added that it has 240 characters and takes place in six universes. Um, At did, least that that we saw, yeah, right? Exactly. That, you know, yeah. I, I, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. (laughs) And then some additional trivia in regards to the number 42. The number 42 is prominent throughout Miles' life, such as the lottery number that won him the money to go to Vision Academy, the spider's number, the train station Miles is chased by the prowler at, and et cetera. So that's a big big thing too. And then also uh, a big clue that uh, Miles was in the wrong earth is that his mother on his original earth uh, is her eyes are brown, and in the earth 42, her eyes are green. No, look at that. So they had little hints. And also, I mean, when the spider is into the Spider-Verse, it did glitch. And so it's like they've been planting this seed for a while that, yeah, you know, there's yeah. these different dimensions playing around with shit. So I'm sure we're going to find out the origin of the original spider and the next one and stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, everybody, that's our bonus across the Spider-Verse review. Please leave a five-star review on your favorite podcast application. We will read it on the show. You can follow me at American Collins at AmericanCollins.com on all social media platforms. Come see Tati and I at Drunk Black History on Sunday, June 18th at the Bell House in Brooklyn. You can get tickets for that at DrunkBlackHistory.com. But most importantly, Justin, how can people support the show financially as well as follow you? Guys, you can follow me at J Brown did it on socials, but you can support this show on Patreon, patreon.com slash medium popcorn. We have $2, $5, $10, $15 packages on Patreon. So if you love the show, you want more, you want bonus episodes. You want to see where all our backlogs are because you want to hear some of your favorite episodes from yesteryear, mm-hmm. or you just want to just hear me rant or, or rant or Brandon talk about some of the films or a series that he's watching, or you just need Tati's take. That is all on Patreon. And again, that is patreon.com slash medium popcorn. Get over there. Check it out. And Tatiana, how can people follow you? You can follow me on Instagram at Boricua Collins. Make sure you go on to Rotten Tomatoes and IMDb and give uh, this movie uh, all the stars and, and ratings and shout outs that it does, needs. Let's get these trolls out of there. There's no reason why this isn't 100% or 10 out of 10. Yep. If that fucking bear <laughs> was a hundred percent, 
this should definitely be a hundred percent. You really have it out for Paddington. It just, you just, it just. Never I won't stops. even say its name. That's no, Paddington Three is bad. Paddington Three is just, uh, it's just a few Yo, years away. People are straight mad at us for like fucking up the rating. So. They're mad at Justin. No, yeah, they're mad at me. Mad I, at I literally, I literally get hate mail uh, from people every now and again, and you know, it, it warms my soul. <laughs> but there's no hatred here about Cross the Spider Verse because it's one of the best movies ever. Um, and folks, we hope you enjoyed our review. Um, yeah, that's that's all we got for y'all. Thank Get some you. butt in your ear next time. Bye. Peace. Medium popcorn. We are two niggas spoiling movies. Brandon Collins, that's me, and Justin Brown for your moving needs. Media popcorn, Woo! you haven't seen it, well we're gonna spoil it. Spoil it in your face. That's your warning. Uh. So if you get pisses or your 